Business owners are cluing into the fact that Bitcoin is here to stay, but its adoption is only about where internet adoption was in the mid-90s. In other words, there's still a ton of upside and opportunity. If you want to learn how other business owners and entrepreneurs are using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses so that you can too, stick around at the end of this episode to hear the trailer for my newest podcast, Business Bitcoinization. And now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the Life as Leadership podcast. Are you looking for motivation and encouragement on your path to becoming a better leader? If so, you've come to the right place. Keep listening to find a community of leaders committed to learning and taking action to improve their world. The Life as Leadership podcast, where leaders gather to grow together. Here's your host, Josh Friedemann. Have you found yourself more distracted than usual? Having a hard time figuring out what exactly to concentrate on because maybe your general way of doing things has been upended. I know a lot of people are in that boat, and if that's you today, then this podcast is going to be a great one for you. Today, we're going to be talking about three simple things that you can apply to the key areas of your life. And the good news is that some of the most valuable of these practices take only a few minutes per day. Now, here's a little bit of insider insight. If you happen to have some sort of note-taking apparatus around, whether it's old-fashioned pen and paper or a digital device, go ahead and get that ready if you are in a place where you can do that because there are a lot of great insights coming your way, and I want to make sure that you get the full effect and the full benefit from them today. Our guest is the CEO of Adamantine Alliance, a unique leadership and human performance training organization. Before founding Adamantine Alliance, our guest served 23 years with distinguished valor as a Navy SEAL. He's the author of the bestseller Unbreakable, A Navy SEAL's Way of Life, and co-hosts the Unbreakable podcast. In his newest book, Three Simple Things Leading During Chaos, our guest shares his transition from the SEAL teams and lays out a detailed formula approach to setting up a six-hour non-negotiable baseline of activity every day, which any person brave enough can apply to their life and business. Here is Tom Shea. Tom, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I like to start off every single interview with a few questions to help us to get to know you better as a leader and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for this? Send it. Let's do it. All righty. What's some lesson, saying, or experience that continues to influence your leadership to this day? To me, the most important thing about leadership is that all leaders need uh, mentors. And uh, you don't hear it very often, but mentoring the leader is the key. Use three descriptors to finish this sentence. A leader is available, connected, and on point. What is a question that leaders should be asking either themselves or others? Are my uh, goals measurable not only by myself, but by other people? What book would you recommend to leaders? Think and Grow Rich. If you could get every listener to start doing something this week to help them be a better leader, what would that thing be? I don't think it'd be one thing, but one thing that's important for all leaders that I've discovered through training is that your health is equally as important as your business. And finally, we have our arbitrary but insightful question, which is this, as a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? I never ask either. What? What is the most important question? Could you expand on that a little bit? Uh, why denotes that there's a problem and, and an emotional reaction, and sometimes it's not even effective to worry about 
people's emotional reactions, but what pins down something that you and your people can actually do together. Well, Tom, we are here today to talk about your new and upcoming release, Three Simple Things Leading During Chaos. And I want to talk more about this book today and learn a little bit from you about what these three simple things are. But first, I'd love for you to kind of catch people up if they haven't had the chance to read your first best-selling book, Unbreakable. Could you give people an overview of what you lay out in that book? Unbreakable was published in 2014, but it was really a detailed description of what my life was like in the SEAL teams, intentionally only written for my kids to give them a roadmap of what I, at that point, was 13 lessons that I wanted them to learn in case I died in combat. And the book is a descriptive manuscript of what it was like to lead men in combat and what I wanted to share in very you know, rough details and awesome, gruesome details about what it was like to be in combat and take the kids through a very iterative process to learn how to be the condition that I call unbreakable. And you start off the book in a pretty gripping way, talking about just some of the the situations before and your, your thinking before you left on mission. Is writing something that's always been a part of your life, or is that something that you developed later on in life? Uh, it was not never a part of my life. Uh, a brief history, if you will. I had flunked out of West Point in English in 1988, and I had given up wholesale uh, the, the, the writing down of anything because I, I had proven to myself I couldn't write. And uh, so later in life, through the specific ask of my wife, Stacy, she wanted me to write down in a coherent manner lessons for the kids. So I, I took that on by actually going out and, and getting professional help, if you will, on how to write a coherent sentence. And I still struggle with it to this day. Well, it seems like it's worked okay for you. So what, what brought about, it's been a few years since you've written Unbreakable. What was it that brought about writing this new book, Three Simple Things Leading During Chaos? I had, you know, since 2014, I've trained over 150 either CEOs or professional athletes by teaching them a process and method to succeed in five areas of life, both their, you know, their health, their, their ability to learn, uh, their ability to grow a business, their relationships at home, and their spiritual growth. So those five areas through a process and method. And what the kind of the genesis of Three Simple Things was many of my SEAL brothers uh, are not doing well in retirement and you know either committing suicide or dying from all the injuries. And one of my mentors about eight months ago asked me what would happen if I died, what would happen to all the technology that I've created and uh, I fought him a little bit. I'm like, hey, I don't want to teach anybody the, the secret sauce. And he said, it dies with you. Not that I'm close to dying, but that, that mindset of being able to share in an open way what I've learned so that other people could benefit from it is the genesis of three simple things. And what was your reticence of sharing the quote unquote secret sauce for your life? Probably in the ego, because I've done really successful. We have five people that work for us and we do seminars and individual training and we do online coaching. And I thought maybe in a wrong manner that if I show everybody exactly our process and method that somebody will take it. And uh, I 
I still think that. So the book is really a methodical approach to success in those five areas. And I had to let go of my ego. And once I did that, the book wrote itself. What is, what is this focus on three simple things? Because you've talked about focusing on five different areas of life. Why three simple things instead of really focusing, at least in the title, on the, the five areas? Interesting. Uh, the editors and uh, some other writers and I sat down to discuss you know, what the chapters would look like and, and what the title would be. And we dissolved all of our confusion into the title of three simple things simply because the training in those five areas, that's what the training is actually about boils down to your ability to execute per area on three simple things that you have to do every day, non-negotiable and doesn't matter what the circumstances are. So as, as we began to write it and edit it, it, the title proved itself. What are those three things? Generally, offense, defense, and strategic are the three simple contextual areas. In your health, you have to do at least one hour a day. If you're a runner, you run for an hour. If you're a swimmer, you swim for an hour. So that's the offensive action. Staying in health, the defensive thing that you have to do every day is 20 minutes of stretching. And the strategic thing you have to do is you have to control your diet. And the hardest but most simple thing to do which is a paradox, is to be able to drink 10 glasses of water a day. So those are the three simple things that will make you a very effective athlete in any endeavor as a baseline in health. So the three simple things in intellectual are you have to learn one new thing a day, and it takes 10 minutes to do that. So spend at least 10 minutes trying to learn something new. The defensive thing in in intellectual capacity is – get better at one thing a day. So something that you've already learned, try to get better at it. And the strategic thing is to let your brain think strategically for 10 minutes a day, unfettered, have, try to have epiphanies for at least 10 minutes a day. And in wealth, which is where everybody's really interested is you have to spend an hour a day finding new clients. And then you have to spend an hour a day dealing with, with existing clients And then you have to spend an hour a day projecting yourself for at least out to the next five years. So it's a strategic conversation that you have. So those three hours of wealth are the three simple things. And in relationship, which I found interesting in training every person that I've trained, is when relationships not working, the other areas of your life fall apart very quickly. And so the three simple things in relationship are the first one, The offensive thing is you have to listen to your lover or spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend uh, for 10 minutes a day. Listen first. The second of the three simple things are speak to your spouse for 10 minutes. Tell them who you are and what you're doing that day. And then the third of the three simple things is intimacy for at least 10 minutes a day. So that ends up being 30 minutes of relationship time to acquire three simple tasks. And in spiritual, You have to, oddly enough, I got this from some ontologists and some psychologists and some doctors, Hmm. is the first thing that you do in the morning is get out of bed and move every muscle and every joint to get your body to be the, the medium in which you sense the world. And then you have to turn on your five senses, which is the second simple thing. And it's a process. 
And then you have to declare or pray or meditate for 10 minutes every single day for the rest of your life. So that, that was complicated, but it's actually the description of three simple things. Yeah, I don't think that's complicated at all. It makes total sense. There's a lot there. And honestly, we could just put that on repeat for the next 15 or 20 minutes and let people hear it a few times. And if they internalize it, that would be valuable enough. And you've just given us an outline of the book. And I really appreciate that. One question I have after hearing all of these things is how long did it take you to develop this and how did you develop it? You mentioned that you you picked some stuff up, I think you said, from an oncologist. How did you actually develop these three different things in each of these five different areas, the offensive, defensive, and strategic for your health, for learning, for your wealth, relationships, and spirituality? Seeking out uh, experts in each of the five fields and with unsolicited, uh, each expert um, boiled down the success in that field to those three simple things. So I, I spent two years, one prior to retirement, and then the year of retirement, seeking out expert help in those areas in order to create a curriculum that was actually learnable and teachable to uh, executives or people that want to 2x their life. And would you say that this is something that is applicable for every person in each stage of their life, or are there variations that you would recommend depending on where people are? Uh, so I would just represent that answer by that my clients have ranged from 22 to 72, and it's extremely effective in each of their lives. The people between 35 and 50 pick it up quickly. The people that are younger than that it's an emotional battle, but they eventually acquire the, the three simple things after about a year of training. And the ones that are older, interestingly, struggle most with uh, picking up the simplicity of health because their bodies are a little strained, if you will. And this is something that, you know, we've just gone through 15 of these. Um, this is something that might be uh, hard for you to immediately come to an answer for, or you may already have it in mind. But which of these is probably the one that comes most naturally and which is the one that is most difficult for you? For me personally or for other people? I was thinking for you personally, but for the audience, it might be helpful to know broadly what's also the easiest and most difficult. Hmm. The, the easiest for me is uh, the wealth and uh, physical. It's easy to do the three hours of wealth and easy to do the 90 minutes of physical, three simple things. But what I've seen in, in clients is everybody's already good at one area. So they come to the, the training already having mastered one area and they have the ability to, to do three simple things. Most of them come with wealth but are kind of delinquent, if you will, in the other four. And the acquisition of the other four is what they really want to acquire. And so everybody comes good in one area. Like PhDs are really good at the intellectual side, but not good at making money with their information. <laughs> and, you know, like I've trained many ultra marathon runners to develop a business. And obviously they're really gifted and here's the funny part about it. Ultra marathon runners just do basic things all the time, but they do a lot of them, but they're, they weren't very good at acquiring business. So transitioning the three simple things as a mindset to acquire wealth for people who are gifted athletes was a great benefit to them. And as you think back to your clients, do they tend to have a 
more difficult time with any one of these three areas as far as the offensive, defensive, and strategic? Yes, it's much more comfortable for everybody to be defensive, especially in business. It's easier for people in business to just deal with existing clients than go out and find new clients because of the emotional drain that acquisition causes. And in athletics, the easiest thing to do, or or physical, the easiest thing for everybody to do is work out. It's much harder for people to have a great diet and stretch out. And it's easier in, in the intellectual area to continue to hone and learn or build on existing information than it is to go out and learn something new. The relationship one is the one that's most absent in executives. Their relationships at home have taken a, a you know a, a sidebar to their life. The acquisition of relationship, all three things in relationship actually turns businesses around. Hmm. You're able to acquire a better revenue stream if your relationship at home is on point. And final question before we get to some questions on the topic of chaos. But when it comes to these these 15 different things, these three things across five different areas, which one would you say tends to have the most unexpected benefit in people's lives? You just talked about relationship. Would you say it's one of the relationship factors or is there something else that seems to be uh, kind of surprisingly beneficial? Uh, so I'll take you through a more detailed answer. We, uh, a mathematician and I uh, created a mathematical formula to represent those five areas. The spiritual it has the biggest uh, benefit, and it takes not the least time, but very little time, and it's a representative fraction of 13x. So if you're able to do the three simple things in spiritual you actually have the potential of growing in every other area at a 13 factor. Wow. The relationship factor, if you will, is a 7X. And both of those combined only take an hour. Mm. So if you're going to spend an hour a day growing and representatively crossing over into the other three areas, take the hour of time to be spiritual by acquiring three simple skills or three by doing three simple things and then listen, speak, and be intimate with your key relationship, you'll have 20x more capacity on your life that day if you do that. That's incredible. So those two areas, I say, are the predominant unexpected areas for growth for everybody that I've trained, especially executives. Is that something that you highlight in your book? Because that seems like something you'd want to shout from the rooftop. And that seems like a message that people would really benefit from hearing. I highlight it in detail in the book. Uh, and, you know, when you think about the marketing of what I thought was important, uh, I, I have very little say as an author for the marketing of it. And uh, I always laugh at that. What I thought was important when the when the, the key readers began to read it, they said, they said hey, you need to change that chapter and put that as a preeminent chapter because it gets people to read it. And then when you hit them with the detail, which, which is the, that, that X factor formula, it needs to be in the middle. I had originally put it first. Well, that's really impressive. I hope that's a message that gets across in your book because it seems like something that is probably unexpected for people, but is nevertheless extremely valuable. Now, I want to get to the topic of leading during chaos, your subtitle. Mm -hmm. What is it about these three simple things that help you to more effectively lead 
during chaos? Well, so I'll have to define chaos. And for me, the definition is, you know, imagine looking at a forest and seeing a thousand trees. Chaos is those thousand trees. They're all very important and they're all necessary. So that's the definition of chaos. Another definition would be being shot by a thousand bullets. They're all aimed at you. And it's a chaotic thing for your brain to acquire how to deal with a thousand problems. So leading in chaos as a distinction is being able to identify one particular thing that you can do right now that's immediate and effective. So dealing with one tree, looking at one tree or dealing with one bullet, so to speak, is the key factor in how you lead people or lead yourself during chaotic situations is don't look at the entire spectrum, but look at one thing that you can do right now that's effective. And very few people have that skill until they fall apart trying to eat the elephant. Great leaders are really good at making chaotic situations simple. As I'm looking at the contents of what we talked about today, there are a ton of things that you've already shared with us from your book, but you've also kind of teased some other things that may be hidden gems within the book that you might not otherwise get. When someone picks up this book, what are some of the things you hope that they're able to walk away with? So the book starts out with a conversation that failure is the key path to success. And I wrote as authentically as I possibly could about how many times I have failed in order to get you know, to where what I called success. And it takes you know, the, the reader through my five attempts to graduate from SEAL training, where the first four were utter failures. So what, what I wanted to convey there is that failure is the genesis of success, and everybody's capable of that. Most people quit on themselves way too early. They quit after the first attempt, or they don't even try something difficult. But human beings are great at adapting to failure if you allow yourself. Now, Tom, before we finish up today's interview, is there anything that you'd like to leave the listeners with, either that you'd like to reiterate from our conversation today, or maybe just some other thought that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet that relates to your new book, Three Simple Things? The, the the chaotic experience that we all have now across the, the planet, everything seems chaotic. And what you'll notice that during chaos, what happens to you is you forget to do the three simple things in your life in those five areas. So right now, today, you actually have the ability, no matter what's going on, to do three simple things and own that. It doesn't matter if you don't have a job. It doesn't matter that uh, your health is, you know, what it is. You can move for an hour, and that's simple. So during chaos that we all feel right now, acquire what I call the six-hour day and make it non-negotiable for you and the benefit to you and your family and your company and the others, other people around you will be demonstrative. Well, Tom, thank you so much for your time today and for laying out essentially an outline of your new book, Three Simple Things. If people have connected with what you've shared today, where can they go to find more about you and your work and your new book? Uh, Unbreakable Podcast is the central location now or on social media on Facebook under Tom Shea, T-H-O-M-S-H-E-A. 
and uh, we are very responsive and I would love your input. All righty. Well, Tom, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, sir. If you didn't end up taking notes and you wish you had, I have good news for you. You can go check out Tom's three simple things in those five key areas of life at lifeasleadership.com slash 081, or you can scroll down and see them in your podcast player. Either way, I hope you see the value in Tom's upcoming release, and I hope you'll check it out. There are a lot of things that we didn't get to talk about that I know will be valuable to help you prepare to be that leader that you need to be when things get crazy. If you've done the preparation in advance, when chaos comes, you are prepared because you have the foundation that you need. You've already put in the reps. You've made sure that you're where you need to be in all of these key areas of your life. Now, let's go ahead and go to our three key takeaways for the day. The first key takeaway is to focus on those three simple things in those five areas of your life. Focus on the offensive, defensive, and strategic aspects of your health, intellect, wealth, knowledge, and spirituality. That is a massive key takeaway, but if you can remember to include an offensive, defensive, and strategic element in all of those areas, you are going to be doing very well in preparing yourself to lead during chaos. The second key takeaway is related to which areas are most strategic to be paying attention to. And I thought it was so interesting that he said the spiritual area is the area that brings the most growth and development. He said the benefit is a factor of 13 times, followed by relationships, which has a factor of seven times. So if you're going to spend an hour of the day growing, focus on the spiritual and relational because they're going to bring the most impact for the time that you spend doing them. The final key takeaway is this. Leading in chaos is being able to identify one particular thing that you can do right now that's immediate and effective. Tom said that great leaders are really good at making chaotic situations simple. In other words, great leaders are really good at leading during chaos because they can identify those particular things to do in the moment that are both immediate and effective. Be sure to check out Tom's upcoming release, Three Simple Things. I know that it's going to bring a lot of value to your life if you actually put into action the things that he shared with us today. Now, later this week, we're going to continue with the health theme as we have a coach who helps executives and entrepreneurs really make sure that they are in the top physical shape so that they're able to take on the demands that their leadership requires. It's a little bit different than some of our normal episodes, but I think it'll be really interesting and insightful, especially if you care about performing at your peak. I look forward to seeing you back here then. And until then, keep living and leading well. Hey, thanks for checking out this trailer for the Business Bitcoinization Show. My name is Josh Friedemann, and I'll be with you each episode interviewing business owners about how they're using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses. You might be wondering about the name, and I'll get to that in just a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about the show and who it's for. Unless you've lived under a rock for the last decade, you've heard of Bitcoin by now. And if you're like me, you heard about it a while ago, but didn't do anything about it until the last couple of years. Then one day, for whatever reason, it finally clicks. And after that, you enter the Bitcoin rabbit hole, as they say. And the deeper you get, the more you see the value of Bitcoin. But you know, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you don't know much about Bitcoin, but are interested in learning more. Either way, this show can help you. Each episode will introduce you to an executive or entrepreneur who's using Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth, 
to improve their life and their business. So, what's with the name? Well, it's a play on the term hyper-Bitcoinization, which is used to describe the eventual rapid adoption of Bitcoin as other currencies get weaker and weaker in relation to it. When you compare a seemingly never-ending supply of dollars to a hard cap of 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist, it feels like only a matter of time until hyper-Bitcoinization happens. The good news is we have the opportunity to be on the front lines of creating a new and frankly better system. Whether you're already sold on Bitcoin and it feels like I'm preaching to the choir, or you're curious to learn more, business Bitcoinization will help you understand how you and your business can be prepared to take advantage of the massive productivity and wealth that Bitcoin will enable. If business Bitcoinization sounds like a show for you, go ahead and subscribe. Obviously, you can subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using right now, or go to www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. Once again, that's www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. I'm looking forward to sharing more soon, and until then, keep living and leading well.